Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, Armstrong and Getty here, and the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation. Good or bad or mediocre will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. What's up? Everything going all right with you? It's time of year. It's such a huge time of year if you got kids either going off to college or going back to school or whatever. Here's something I've noticed. Uh, friends of mine who have kids going off to college, I've had four different people in the last couple of months express to me uh, painful regrets about things they did or didn't do with their kids. 
And I think this is all dredged up with their kids going off to college. It's pretty interesting. Wow. My kids are young. I got a, sec- uh, a second grader and a kindergartner. But I've got four friends who are my age but had their kids at a normal age, unlike me. Um, their kids are going off to college, and, and and four of them have said, boy, one time I did this, and it still just kills me when I think about it, or I wish I'd done this more. I guess that must be a common thing. It must be impossible to avoid. but oh, Yeah, it just must be a common thing, and I'm so I'm, I'm taking note of that and mental, mentally preparing myself that I will have those feelings uh, when the kids go off to college because nobody does it perfectly. Um, no, there's no such thing. No, I, I, obviously, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's, that's interesting. Four for four. On private conversations with people with their kid, their kids, specifically, I think in all cases, their last kids going off to college. So like you're now you're now you're empty nesters. Like your your parenting's oh. kind of done. I don't have any more redos. I'm all out of yeah. mulligans. I, yeah. I can't. Yeah. Maybe that's it. I yeah. don't know. Your parenting's not done, certainly. Right, right. right. But, but just in uh, terms of those years of yeah, of formative youth yep. and yeah, raising little kids. Yeah, it's interesting. Anything Reverse. specific? <sighs> Oh, uh, people who remember a specific time they got angrier than they should over over of over something, or I wish we had I had taken them to go do this more often, but I was too tired, or you know that sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, in, in each instance, it sounded to me like something that is just perfectly common, um, not outside the norm at all. It's just part of life, right? You. And their kid probably got over it or didn't even notice it. Or maybe they did, but I mean, I can remember uh, I can remember things that 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 my parents did when I was a kid that I'm not sure they would think was a great idea. I don't know, but um, it did it just it happens. I mean, it's just it's impossible to avoid. You certainly try to keep it as uh, limited as possible. Um, we can ask Joe about that maybe when he comes back. Maybe he'll have an opinion. He's taking his youngest kid off to college. Um, I want you all to find the person that first used the word nothing burger, and I want you all to beat them down, uh, if you could do that for me. It's a little assignment for the staff. Find the person who first used the term nothing burger and beat them down. I just heard it again on cable news, and I'm over it. We will be talking to a Washington Post reporter in just a few minutes about how Walmart and Google are teaming up to take on Amazon, which can only be good for us consumers. Is uh, competition is always good for us consumers. Prices come down, people up their game, and I want to hear what their plan is. So uh, we got a reporter coming up on that. I promise you this: this is depressing, so I won't spend much time on it. But we have a new world's worst humanitarian crisis. I think everybody was focused on Syria being the worst humanitarian crisis there for quite a while. It is now, ladies and gentlemen, Yemen. Oh, Yemen! Welcome, oh, Yemen, who has had a half a million people. Get infected with cholera in just the last two months. Oh. Cholera is a disease that has been more or less wiped off the planet. It's it's something that that it's old timey. It's the sort of thing that killed people, you know, a century ago. But it's back in Yemen because they are so devastated from war. Al Qaeda, ISIS, a variety of political groups. You know, the king ran out. We've been bombing. Saudi Arabia's been bombing, and it's just completely devastated. Doctors, civil servants have all gone un- unpaid for more than a year, any that are still there. They're all drinking poopy water. There's garbage everywhere. Their sewer system and their drinking waters all mixed together, and you just don't have any choice. And so there's a chance that there are going to be millions dying from this horrifying situation in the coming months. So there's your new worst, there's your new place you're glad you don't, you don't live, Yemen. God, there's some hell holes on the world, in the world. On the world. 
under the world. Um, around the world. Around the world. There are terrible places to be. Whew, not a pleasant thing, the cholera. No, not a good way to go. There's a description here of uh, particularly children and how it kills them. Oh. And it's, uh, it's, it's around the world. fairly ugly and something I don't want to focus on. But there's another place where things are awful and the rest of the world can't do anything about it. And it just you just have to be glad every moment of your day that you don't live there. Shout out to plumbing. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. I'm thankful Ooh. for our sewage system yeah. every day. Yeah, you know, we all should be. <laughs> and the fact that we have garbage pickup, the garbage, we just don't throw our garbage out the window and it piles up and then rats. I mean, because that's the way the world was forever. That's the way a lot of the world still is today. Thank God. I'm still amazed that I, I, I take my garbage and I put it 30 feet over there and someone picks it up once a week. It's Thank amazing. And I then, mean, I realize I pay for it. Well, but, but you don't pay that much, really. Uh, worth it. It's Raise dab- the price. I'll still pay. <laughs> absolutely worth it. And you know, the first thing you hear... When you hear these stories of uh, ISIS, for instance, coming into some town in Iraq and taking over, or um, uh, your various groups that uh, uh, Hamas that would do this sort of thing, um, the, the way they get populations on their side, one of the first things they do is they come up with a regular garbage pickup system. Like when ISIS takes over a town, if they can create order and pick up garbage regularly, all of a sudden you got the population saying, you know, it might not be my cup of tea, but I kind of like these guys. Maybe because before these guys showed up, our garbage was just piling up everywhere and we were all dying from heinous disease. Wow. So one of the great ways to, like, settle down a society is to pick up the garbage <laughs> and take it somewhere. God, it seems so simple. It does. Smart strategy. It is. It's so, like, base-level functioning society. But there's nobody to do it. It takes a lot of organization and money. And so if you can come up, if you can come in, into a town that's just completely, you know, out of control and start picking up the garbage regularly, usually the next thing is some sort of schooling, then you get you get the population on your side. And you know the ISIS garbage men are not picky about your recycling. <laughs> oh, it should be in the blue container and the green. Or, or maybe they are. You don't separate your plastics in your cans and they cut your head off. Oh, okay. Here I am <laughs> worrying about Game of Thrones spoilers. <laughs> Jeez. I think that's interesting. So garbage pickup. Major, that's It's like I did a PSA for garbage pickup today. Thank your local garbage men. See Yemen. Um... <laughs> I think things are about to get a lot cheaper. Walmart and Amazon. I don't know how things can get much cheaper. They're pretty cheap already, but Google and Walmart teaming up to take over the world. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't think I've ever seen this happen before. So the Dodgers had a no-hitter going, and somebody hit a walk-off home run to end the no-hitter. Is that correct? There's one hit in the game, and it was a home run that ended the game? Wow. That sucks. If It depends on who you are. It's great, I guess, if you hate the Dodgers. Um, so welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I've uh, mentioned before my wife and I are big Amazon people, and the only reason I mention that is it's just it's a changed shopping experience from anything that my parents could have even imagined. Um, we do the Amazon Prime Pantry and all the different stuff. Groceries showing up at our house in a box, like the same day we order them sometimes. And just, it's, it's just, it's amazing. And, um, it's going to restructure 
all of retail and what's it going to do to brick and mortar places and all this different stuff. All interesting questions, and we'll see how it shakes out. But there's a competitor now, it looks like, with Amazon as Google and Walmart are teaming up. And Abba Batari, the Washington Post uh, business reporter, is um, looking into that. So, Abba, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. How you doing? Good. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so it says here, this is just the beginning. Uh, there are going to be ways to shop that we haven't even imagined. Uh, do you have any idea what that's going to be? Well, they haven't given us too many details along those lines. But the big advantage that Walmart has that Amazon doesn't, at least not yet, is thousands of physical locations around the country. So I think what they're envisioning is with this partnership with Google, you'd be able to just speak your order to the Google Home device. You can say, Google, buy me a package of bananas or whatever it might be. And then you would have the option of either having it delivered to your house or if it's easier uh, and possibly for a discount going to the store to pick it up. Well, we've so all think, had a hankering for bananas and needed them now. I mean, we've all been there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, I, th- th- that's interesting. That's obviously an advantage Walmart has that really nobody in the world has. They've got stores everywhere. Um, whereas, like, I take advantage of Amazon because I, I live in an, an area near enough of your big urban centers that I can pull that off. If you live, like, where my family lives in rural Kansas, they couldn't do that in the same way. But there are Walmarts everywhere. Exactly. And so Walmart is finding a way to sort of bridge that gap between the online and the in-store and sort of, you know, have it so you can pick up in-store or maybe just have it everything uh, you can order online in the store, you know, vice versa. So they're really trying to get you as comfortable shopping on their website as you are already going into their stores in many parts of the country. Why did uh, Walmart feel they needed to team with Google? I'm surprised they didn't come up with their own online system and eliminate Google. Yeah, you know, this partnership has stumped a lot of people, and as one of the people in my story said, they really make for strange bedfellows. I mean, you don't really think of Walmart as Google in the same breath, right? but I think it was just easier. I mean, Google Google has this Google Home device that they're trying to get off the ground. They want to compete with Alexa as much as they can, and it just made sense for both of them. They have a common enemy, and this was the easiest way to sort of move forward. A common enemy, so they see well, enemies probably, well, maybe it's not overstating it, you tell me, but certainly their major competitor is Amazon. Absolutely. It's, these are the two biggest retailers in the country really duking it out, and what happens in the next few months can really define how we shop and where we shop. Walmart is bigger than people even realize um, in that it, it, it has for a long time been, maybe Amazon has sur- uh, surpassed it recently, but for years and years and years, the number one seller of snow tires, the number one seller of magazines, the number one seller of blankets, that you named the product, and it was Walmart. Absolutely. And if you look at their sales, they had $486 billion in revenue last year, which is more than three times what Amazon had. So Walmart wow, is that is an impressive that, that is an impressive statistic right there. Exactly. I mean, you think Amazon, 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 but Walmart is bigger, but they're getting worried because the future is in online shopping, so they need to get there quickly. You're a business reporter, so I don't know if you've looked into this at all, but is there going to be any um, culture problems with Google and Walmart getting together? I mean, at least outwardly, Walmart is seen as like a throwback company, politically speaking, the way they treat employees, all that sort of stuff. Not saying any of this is true, but I think that's the perception in uh, for a lot of people, whereas Google is as progressive as anybody's trying to be. Uh, I wonder if they're going to have any problems there. 
Absolutely. I mean, I don't know how much overlap there's actually going to be between employees for this partnership. I think it's more just, you know, you can buy Walmart items through the Google platform now. But we are seeing a lot of these questions arise. Walmart recently spent $3.3 billion on Jet.com, which is a huge Amazon competitor. And there have been stories about how there's been a real culture clash in the offices. I mean, Jet was like an online startup with, you know, free beers in their office. And then Walmart comes in and it's sort of a more buttoned up culture. So there's been there's been a learning period there. Uh, competition is usually really good for the consumer. Prices come down and everybody ups their game. Should we expect that here? Amazon's already pretty good, but they've got to be somewhat worried about this. Yeah, absolutely. And we're already seeing it. I mean, Walmart has been, Walmart recently offered, started to offer free two-day shipping. They've sort of lowered their minimum of how much you have to order to get that free shipping. And I think we're going to start seeing more same-day delivery options, you know, lower prices in terms of shipping, more incentives, more loyalty programs maybe. So I think this is definitely great for the customer. I have Amazon stock. I don't have Walmart stock. Is that something I should be looking at? What's their stock doing? <laughs> I don't know that I should be giving out stock advice. I'm not really sure. But, hey, I mean, they're the biggest retailer in the world. Have you ever seen the video, We Are the People of Walmart? It's a song. I don't know that I have. Now you you should do that as soon as you get off the phone. So it's a song, We Are the People of Walmart, and it features pictures of Walmart shoppers from around the country. There's a website called People of Walmart. I don't know if you've ever looked at that, and it's a it's an unflattering view of some of the uh the people who shop at Walmart around the country and I you might find it quite amusing. Yeah, and you know, I think there is this sort of uh, this misconception perhaps right. that Walmart is sort of I don't know. I don't know what the right way to say it is. But, you know, Walmart is sort of a, is serving a different demographic than Amazon, but that's really changing. I mean, there have been stats that the majority of Americans have shopped at Walmart in the last year in oh, some yeah. form. And it's becoming even more common now that they've acquired Jet and ModCloth and Bonobos and sort of these hip urban uh, online startups that people might not even realize are affiliated with Walmart. I know you don't want to say it, but I can say it. I, I go to Walmart regularly. I've been so my whole family. Mm-hmm. I'm, I come from a Walmart background, but uh, sometimes my wife and I'll be at the Target and we'll see somebody and we'll say, "Why are there Walmart people at our Target?" <laughs> That's disappointing. Well, you check out the video. We are the people of Walmart. You won't stop laughing for a long time, and then uh, then you can maybe add that to your reporting throughout the day. Sounds great. Abba Batare on um, uh, Walmart and Google getting together. Thanks for your time. Very knowledgeable. Thank you so much. Another great reporter who actually knows what they're talking about. Love that. I wonder if maybe it's not going to be God and it's going to end up being like Red America and Blue America, like everything is divided. But maybe the Walmart Google crowd is all of your non-urban centers across America, and they're served by the Walmart Google thing because there are Walmarts there. And then everybody else in urban areas, they've got the Amazon um, warehouses, and they can do your Amazon Prime, you know, same day or next day like my wife and I are doing. Yeah, and Amazon just bought Whole Foods, so upscale. Yeah, yeah, upscale and, you know, not only that kind of crowd, but also just urban areas, which tend to be, you know, one political class. And then Walmart will serve all those other places around the country where Amazon, I ought to ask my brother, if he orders something can he even order Amazon Pantry in rural Kansas where he lives? And how long would it take to get? I, I got to think by the time your milk and bananas get there, they might be a little old. <laughs> Whereas my wife and I can order stuff and we get it. I order stuff from Amazon and get it the same day. Sometimes I need some, some like part or something like that. I go on Amazon and I'm close enough apparently to some hub warehouse. They'll say for an extra $2, you can have it by two this afternoon. I'm like, All right, I'm in. 
And now instead of driving to the hardware store, somebody brings it to my house. I was out at a, a social gathering and somebody had, you know, committed the mortal sin of forgetting their cell phone charger. Their phone was about to die. They took like the last bit of juice and they ordered something from Amazon, had a phone charger, just the cord, delivered directly to the, the little party that they were at in about 45 minutes, an hour, That's something it, like that. Yeah, it was that, insane. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. And and so, like I said, Amazon can't do that to rural areas, but there's a Walmart there. There's a Walmart everywhere. So if they can figure that out, then everybody will be able to do that. And I, I don't I don't know what this is going to do to brick and mortars. Every time we talk about this, we get emails, texts, and that sort of stuff from people who say, hey, you're killing my business. And I hate that. But, you know, also got to live in reality where I think things are going. There's going to be there's going to be another uh, tearing of the fabric of America when we don't have all these brick and mortar stores around. It's yet one more place where we don't, you know, run into each other or know the local owner and their family and all that sort of stuff. Just just another isolating thing that's happening in uh, in modern human life. But, you know, there's no stopping it. And by the way, uh, about a month ago, Walmart announced a new program where they're going to ask employees to do. On your way home for some extra money, would you drop off packages All at right. these addresses <laughs> close to where you live? Yeah. So that may be how they plan to uh, deliver a lot of these things. Yeah, which is kind of taking a page from, like, the whole Uber Lyft thing. Yep. Just regular people. Do you want to make a little extra money by driving? I, d- I don't know what's going to happen to all this retail space around the country, though. I, mean, I know. There's a ton of it that's just going to be sitting there with weeds growing up around. Well, there's already a ton of it sitting yeah, there. Oh, with yeah, there yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah there, there already is. And you go to any strip mall practically anywhere, and half of the places are shuttered with a phone number up there. Right. Call if you want to open a karate studio here or whatever. Some places are, are old, but some places are new. Yep. And I'm like, well, yep. someone should... Do something. Someone should do something here. But what hey, would me. you do? If I'm working for Walmart and they make me deliver packages on the way home, they better be paying me for it. Or well, I don't know. That, be... oh, yeah. That's yeah. what they said. They're, they do. They pay you extra. Oh, okay. Because I'm picturing yeah. like a paper boy. You know, somebody just rolling down their window and driving by and just like throwing it on the lawn. <laughs> Here's your glass vase. Chuck. <laughs> your glass vase. Which I'm always buying glass vases at Walmart. Well, I'm and, sorry, I n- and I need one right now. <laughs> I tell you, in this in this day and age, if you could get anybody to throw a paper on the front on my lawn on a regular basis and actually show up and do it, I'd pay extra. Uh, yeah, getting a newspaper delivered these days is almost impossible. But but Google and Walmart said, yep. um, "This is just the beginning. We're going to help you shop in ways you've not yet imagined, not yet imagined. So ways I can't even imagine. I don't know what that is." I guess if I can't imagine them, by definition, there's no point of even trying. Exactly. (laughs) Yes, these are the people Walmart. Do you think Abba will actually go check this out? I get the sense she won't. She should. It's fun. This is a funny video. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Coming up, Trump launches a new Twitter storm against the leaders of his own party. You got the feds granting a permit for an extreme right rally in San Francisco this weekend with some major conditions. And how many sexual partners the average person has. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Giddy. These studies always vary so wildly from one to the other. And it depends on who you ask. That chick over there, 20. That chick over there, 2. Depends on the lifestyle, right? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Once again, I throw it out there. Any mental health professionals, 415-295-KFTC with a comment on this, what I believe to be 
a mostly fake story about Donald Trump being crazy or not. Uh, I'd like to hear your opinion. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, just as the Senate Majority Leader was trying to tamp down reports of bad blood between he and the president, Donald Trump is once again going after Mitch McConnell and other Republican leaders on Twitter, this time over the debt ceiling negotiations. Vincent Nicholas, official President Trump tweet reader. I requested that Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan tie the debt ceiling legislation into the popular VA bill, which just passed, for easy approval. They didn't do it, so now we have a big deal with Dems holding them up, as usual, on debt ceiling approval. Could have been so easy. Now a mess! Now, So Trump wanted to roll easily through the debt ceiling thing. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make your Ted Cruz's and your Rand Paul's very happy, who want to fight it every single time, and I think for good reason. At some point, we have to take this seriously, but not now, I guess. Never now, by the way. Never now. Now's never the right time. And that one was followed up by yet another Twitter attack on McConnell. Again, once again, Vincent Nicholas. The only problem I have with Mitch McConnell is that after hearing repeal and replace for seven years, he failed. That should never have happened. So far, McConnell not responding to this morning's Trump Twitter storm, but he had spent, he and his aides had spent time yesterday trying to deny that story that he and Trump hadn't spoken in weeks and that they right. were, you know, have, feuding like mad. Well, that could be fake. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Meanwhile, we've got Paul I Ryan. Th- I, I, I definitely think they don't like each other. I, I think that's right. beyond doubt. But the did they scream at each other on the phone? Who knows? House Speaker Paul Ryan says that shutting down the federal government to pay for a border wall is not necessary. Ryan reacting to uh, the president's threat in Phoenix this week that he'd shut the government down if Congress fails to include funding for his proposed border wall. Ryan says he's asking the president to give Congress more time to pay for the wall when uh, he calls regular order. They come back into session in two weeks. Is it about two weeks? Congress. All right. Why don't they just stay home? The feds have issued a permit to an extreme right-wing group for a Saturday afternoon rally in San Francisco that local officials do fear could turn violent. The National Park Service had earlier told Patriot Prayer's leaders that the uh, they had permission for the event, but they withheld the permit until the group agreed to a ban, a ban of toy and real guns, tiki torches, selfie sticks, helmets, sticks, bats, and shields, and any other items that can be used as weapons. Is the same standard being held to the anti-protesters that are often Antifa? National Park, yeah, I believe so. I, this is going to be this is going to be a blanket ban. Everybody have, gotcha. probably have to be searched, checked, everything. So they'll else. be fighting old school, stripped to the waist, nothing but fists. <laughs> fists Antifa, and, nothing but fists and grit. Got my mitts and my wits. That's all I need. <laughs> the National Park Service also banning coolers, balloons. Pop-up tents or canapes from the protest. KKK. Balloons? Balloons. You can fill them with stuff and throw yeah. them. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. A lot of local leaders are saying the best way, if you want to protest this rally, the best way to protest is just stay away. These are sick people. We have a new study out on an old, old subject. Study how many sexual partners the average person has. Researchers asked over 2,000 adults in the U.S. and Europe about the number of the sexual partners they've had to determine God, I, I an a, average. I was about to say, one of the problems with this has always been, um, it varies so much with, with different cultures. It varies so much, you know, uh, race, religion, area of the country you right. live, age, you know, the age you grow up in, how old you are, because, you know, you got more of your life to live. Now you throw in Europe into the mix? Yes. Okay. So we'll come up with this very, very vague 
number. Among U.S. respondents, the average is seven, while among those from Europe, the average works out to about six. Also in the U- <laughs> take that Europe. Also in the U.S., people thought having just two partners or, was... Or, Sean, Europe could say, America is a bunch of whores. <laughs> oh, please. That's, that's sex shaming. In the U.S., people thought having just two partners was too little, while having over 15 was promiscuous. It makes her a slut. Too little. Having, what, what kind of a comment is that? Well, they, you know, they're, they're saying, all right, well, you know, how much experience do you think you need? Yeah, but has so. anybody ever dated someone? And if you, if you had this conversation, right. you find out a number that's too low and you're upset? That seems odd. Hmm. You know, that's that's a subject I've always avoided when I've gone on a date. Why never... anybody would uh, get into that conversation, <laughs> right. I do not know. But you have to have the conversation eventually, right? Why? No. No. Why? Yes, you no. do. Why? It comes up. You want to know. <laughs> what if you're dating Heidi Fleisch? I've, I've never had that conversation with a single girlfriend. <laughs> I've had it with all of them. Really? That's really? interesting. Do you bring it you up? Don't, or do you they... don't bring up. What's your number? They, or they don't bring no. up what's your number. What's your number? Never once no. even pondered asking that of a woman. <laughs> no. mm. So Sean and I have never had it, and you always have it. That's pretty interesting. Uh, I date good girls. Who's the outlier, us or Vincent, the <laughs> or, text line? Or you date good liars. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's one problem yes. with the question. Yes. What is it to lead me to believe that anybody's going to be honest here? Right. And in this story, they point out, however, the data in the study might not necessarily be reliable. Yeah, no It's case. all self-reported, right? <laughs> yes, it's yeah. all self-reported. Yeah. A so, million of them, yeah. and they're all tens. Yeah. <laughs> so right. Sean and I are going with, we've never had the conversation. Vincent's going with, we always had. Who's closer to normal? 415-295-KFTC is the text line. 415-295-KFTC. Well, I would like to throw in the caveat that I have been asked by some uh, ladies how many. And do you say none of your business, or do you lie? I just say, yeah. A lot. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> Leave it at that. More than 15. <laughs> and then do you ask back? No. No. A no. lot could be 15 or 1,500, Mark. The, the question, the real question is, and maybe, you know, I suppose if you ask this, it'd be right. weird, but what are you going to do with this information? Like, why are you asking? I just want to know. Is there a number at what you're going at which you're going to think less of me or break up with me? Well, uh, less of you. Yes. Well, then what's the, what's exactly. the upside yeah, you for, want, for... You want evidence to think less of What's them? the upside for answering? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, test out how uh, good I am with uh, my assessment of their uh, promiscuity. Plus, your life could be... Your 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 attitudes in life can change right. so much as you get older. Yeah. But what you think about this sort of thing when you're 35 can be quite a bit different than when you were 25, for instance. And it has nothing to do with each other. That's a look at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. We knew a woman who was uh, quite promiscuous when she was young, but then uh, got religious. And at like age 28, right, she was in a long-term relationship with a guy, and they were going to wait until they got married. Well, so did they ever get married? I mean, so <laughs> I think they did. So what do you do with that number? That, that's part of the tale. And you, you forgive them for their uh, previous... Oh, you uh, get to forgive them. Oh, they need your forgiveness for I how they acted in you? <laughs> that's nice of you, Vince. We all need forgiveness, Sean. Oh, magnanimous. Man. You're oh. all forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible! You have clearly wisened up. Uh, bless but, you, my child. But you're walking on yes. eggshells, sister. Wow. <laughs> Oh, wow. That is hilarious. Text line 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
So this is a massive but, nothing but burger. Do you think it's a big nothing burger that he really he's he's in the top, he's leading in these states and that's the way it is? Or do you think no. these could be signs of something? I, I don't think it's a nothing burger, and I don't think the other candidates think it's a nothing burger. It's it's a nothing uh, burger. This was the biggest nothing burger ever. To borrow a phrase from Hillary Clinton, maybe a nothing burger. I would say I'm one of those people where it says it's a nothing burger. This was 90 minutes of a nothing burger. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all, it's a nothing burger. This whole thing is well, nothing. The underlying meeting is a nothing burger. I think this is a nothing burger myself. I would like a nothing burger with a side order of fake news fries, please. Uh, so, um, yes, the next person that says that should be punched in the larynx. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's going to be tough for me to give the rest where, of the story then. Where did the Nothing Burger come from? Who's to blame? Uh, this uh, first appeared in print in the 1950s from gossip columnist Luella Parsons, who wrote, After all, if it hadn't been for Sam Goldwyn, Farley Granger might have very well been a Nothing Burger. <laughs> okay. Well, well, how about more recently? Well, that was the that was the origin of okay. it. Yeah, yeah. That's what the, the 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 first time it had ever appeared. She later used it uh, in a column a couple years later, and then uh, why it's making its resurgence now, I do not know. Was it was Hillary the one that kicked this off when she said the she the, did it in that interview that whole email yeah. this whole email thing is a big nothing burger? Did she make it popular? That's the most significant one I can yeah. recently. Yes, remember. yes, I'll, I'll admit, yes. I'll admit to using it when I thought it was kind of clever and cute, but you know, as as things do, they become so ubiquitous that you feel like a lame saying it, and I definitely think it's in that category now. When old, uh, gray-haired, out-of-touch politicians are using it, it's not cool anymore. That's one one standard to figure it out. Definitely. Um, coming up, I want to talk about the number of people who are living paycheck to paycheck. A lot of people, including people with six-figure salaries, and that's a problem for the country if we if we hit any hard times, then you can have some real social unrest. But it's it's kind of interesting, so we'll get into that. Um, uh, what I, I had all these things I wanted to follow up on. How did I lose my mind and forget what I wanted to follow up on? Got some texts. You want to hear those texts? The text line is four one five two nine five KFTC four one five two nine five KFTC. My eighteen year old son just got hired for a new giant Amazon distribution center. That they're opening and names one of the cities uh, that we're, we're on. And uh, so they're doing that across the country to try to keep up with Walmart, who has distribution centers that are their stores that are all over the place. Yeah, Amazon, I think it was one or two weeks ago, they had that big day where they were trying to hire 100,000 people. Oh, yeah. Saw lines at uh, their various facilities. Just huge lines. Um, uh, somebody I was talking about how Yemen is the new uh, world disaster. World Human Disaster. Somebody said there is a book out about Yemen in which the opening line is, if the world had an a-hole, Yemen would be it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, you don't want to put that on your uh, your Chamber of Commerce-like travel package. If the world had an anus. Come visit the world's A-H. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's not good. That's not going to help with your hotel booking or anything like it's that. It's no giant ball of yarn, but it's something on the pamphlet. <laughs> and uh, it is true, So, because I don't follow the sports really hardly at all at this point in my life, and, and, and I'm not following baseball, but there was a... Uh there was a 0-0 uh, game going on last night with the yeah, Dodgers. Yeah, and even more interesting that he had the no-hitter through nine innings. The 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 game-winning home run was in the 10th inning, so it went into extra innings. He was still on the mound because he was, you know, just dealing heat. Right. And then, uh, yeah, gave up the gave up the home run. Walk-off home run. Yeah. So he, he, he 
w- one hit, one pitch, game over. I, it was it was perfect up until just that last second. Well, he that's, and then you lose. He, oh, he gave you nine innings, not a hit given. That's that's on the offense. That's on the guys swinging the bats. There you go. Huh? Put the bat on the ball. Damn it. Donald Trump has dangerous mental illnesses, says psychiatry experts at Yale Conference. Okay, this has become quite the thing. I think this is a, uh, a mostly fake news story, especially when you start putting the juxtaposing two different speeches and saying, she, see see how different he is in back-to-back days? He's clearly crazy. Yes, Sean. Uh, this was from b- back in April. This isn't gotcha. something that just, uh, just came out. Well, USA Today has front page, top of the fold today, talk of Trump's men- mental illness spreads. Part of it on James Clapper former DNI coming out yesterday and hinting but not completely stating that the president is crazy. I think I think if he believes that, he should, as a patriot, say it out loud and say, here's why this is a problem. Um, but yeah. he didn't. But anyway, so it's in the news today, yes? Yeah, Kellyanne Conway's uh, on the, doing the talk show circuit saying uh, Clapper is way over the line. I think he is way over the line. I actually think... That the fact that it got less coverage yesterday than I believed it would shows that even a lot of your like mainstream, not particularly Trump fan media thought that's a little out there because it didn't get as prominent position in the talk shows on the talk sh- on uh, on the cable news yesterday as I thought it would. Um, so I got these different uh, professors of psychiatry, and this is going back before this most recent spate. Yeah, this was right around uh, the inauguration. They seem to reference that in terms of when he was insisting on the the larger crowd size as as one of the evidences. Mental health experts claimed the president was paranoid and delusional and said it was their ethic responsibility to warn the American public about the dangers of Mr. Trump's psychological state that poses to the country. I have a feeling they were Trump haters before this diagnosis. Worse than just being a liar and narcissist, in addition, he is paranoid, delusional, and grandiose thinking he's proved to the country since the first day he was president, here's a psychiatrist and professor at uh, New York University. I've worked with murderers and, well, this is a strong statement. I've worked with murderers and rapists, and I can recognize danger, dangers from a mile away. You don't have to be an expert on dangerousness or spend 50 years studying it like I have in order to know how dangerous this man is. Wow, that is really crazy over the top. You know who's crazy? You're crazy. For saying that out loud, that is just too much. And then somebody brought up the... Um, uh, was it called the Goldwater Rule? Yes. Uh, claims have drawn criticism from some in the psychiatric establishment who say they violate violate the American Psychiatric Association's Goldwater Rule, which states that psychiatrists are not to give professional opinions on people they have not personally examined. That comes from Barry Goldwater, who was called, who ran for president in 1964 and lost to Lyndon Johnson, but he was called crazy and dangerous by a lot of people. And then there was a decision made within the psychiatrist community that, hey, we can't be doing this. This is bad for our industry to be diagnosing people from afar based on something they, we, we, we read a quote in the newspaper or we saw them on TV. That's not what we're supposed to do. Seems like a perfect perfectly reasonable standard yeah exactly exactly any psychiatrist who's willing to go on tv and claim somebody's crazy based on what i've seen on television come on you're not much of a professional then you get into people with no psyche uh you know background in psychiatry who are making these claims what are they um so that's where we are on that 
Uh, a lot of people are spending more money than they should. They got no money in savings. This is a big problem. New study on out on this. They, these come out regularly, usually with the same result, including people with six-figure salaries who got no money in the bank. We'll hit you with that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 